0: Welcome to Way to Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Beck Russell, holistic wellness coach, yoga and meditation teacher, personal trainer, and overall wellbeing enthusiast. I believe that we have been led off the wellness path in our modern way of living, and it's time that we get back to basics, back to our roots, back on our way to wellness. I take a balanced and wholesome approach when it comes to wellness, Knowing that every action, every interaction, every environment, and every breath that we take has an impact on our state of well-being. This podcast will debunk all of the myths that we have been sold about what it takes to be well. Humans are complex beings, but being well does not have to be complex. Each week, we will explore a piece of the holistic wellness puzzle, where myself and special guests will share our insights that we have learned along our way to wellness to support you to live a well, happy, and vibrant life. Join me on the way to wellness. Hello, welcome to another episode of Way to Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Beck Russell, and today's topic is all around energetic boundaries and protecting your energy. So what are energetic boundaries? In a nutshell, these are practices that we can perform to ensure that we're not taking on other people's energy or other stuff that is not ours, and also to protect our own energy as well. If we don't put these boundaries in place, we will find that our energy will start to become depleted and tainted and... If you think about every interaction, every encounter that you have throughout your day, you leave little residual parts of your energy in that interaction. And so we want to be able to draw our energy back to us. And this will look different for all of us, but I'm going to run through a few examples of where your energy could be depleted and ways in which you could implement some boundaries to protect your energy. And just a note here that we can also put boundaries in place for ourselves too, not just when we're interacting with other people. Some situations where you could find yourself taking on other people's energy include um, being in public places or public areas. So if you're like me and you're sensitive to other people's energies and just energy in general, You might not particularly enjoy being in crowded public places. It depends on how I'm feeling on any given day. Sometimes I find it quite okay to be in that kind of environment, but I would say for the most part, being in that kind of environment really does make me feel quite uncomfortable and even slightly anxious. So, you know, for example, places such as the shopping centre, they're so far removed from the kind of natural environment that we should be habitating with, you know, they've got the fluoro lights, the linear aisles, the freezing cold air conditioning with no ventilation and they've often got blazing music or other just background white noise. Some ways that I make my trip to the shops a little bit more pleasant include going at times when I know that aren't the peak times. So you'll probably find like the after work time or after school time or before work time, those peak times when you know a lot of people will be around. That's the times that I try and avoid when I head to the shops. I really try and just focus on my breath and focus on my own energy while I'm even just for a brief moment, you know, encountering other people's energy, just making sure that I'm really focusing on my own energy and focusing on my breath, being intentional while I'm there and not getting distracted, buying things that I don't need and making my stay longer than it has to be. Wearing a crystal is also a really good thing. Clear quartz is a, a nice a nice crystal that you can wear and that'll just protect not only your energy, but also can kind of block you absorbing other people's energy as well. And just avoiding the shopping center where at all possible, just generally speaking. So rather than going to the big chain supermarkets, it's much, um, much better if you can try and head to the local organic store or the local farmer's markets. So these are much better for your health in terms of, I mean, there are things that we need to probably buy from the store that are non-edible items. So you can head to the supermarket for those things, but for your foodstuffs, it's definitely more preferable to purchase them from the organic stores and the farmers markets and those kinds of places. This is another good one too and there's lots of people that um, talk about this. but you can also put on a kind of a shield of some sort over your. So before you leave your house, you can really set the intention of creating this energetic shield around you with the intention of keeping you energetic uh, energetically safe and sound and secure. So this will allow you to kind of deflect other people's energy. It'll allow you to, you know, not absorb other people's energy, not allow other people's energy to penetrate your energetic field and also kind of protecting you a little bit from other people drawing from your energetic field. Now, there will be times in our life where we have to go to these kinds of places like the shopping centre or the airports and places like this where we might not be particularly in the mood to be in this environment. But if we have these tools in our tool belt to assist us, then this is going to help us to feel a lot more supported, a lot more comfortable and a lot better equipped when we do have to be in these kind of environments. The next little topic I was going to touch on here was when you're having a conversation with a friend or a family member and they're offloading their problems, their issues onto you. So I think it's pretty safe to say that we've probably all experienced this at one time or another in our life where we've had a friend or a family member or even a work colleague who's always kind of a little bit in that negative energy. Maybe they're complaining or maybe they're offloading their issues or their problems onto you. And yes, we absolutely should be there for our loved ones when they need us. But the relationship, no matter what kind of relationship it is, it needs to be a two-way street. There needs to be an equal energy exchange. Otherwise, you will start to find that there'll be an imbalance in the relationship. One person will always be giving, 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 and then the other person is taking. And over time, this will eventually start to lead to these feelings of resentment and energetic depletion, when particularly, obviously, for the one who's, the you know, always the shoulder to cry on, who's always giving advice, who's always just giving the energy. I'm just interrupting this episode to share with you that I'm now taking clients into my 12-week private one-on-one wellness coaching program. If you're interested in exploring any of these topics that we discuss on the podcast or anything else wellness-related and you really want to go deep into a really personalized, holistic, wholesome approach when it comes to your wellness, please get in touch with me. You can either send me a DM on Instagram At underscore Beck Russell, or check out my website beckrussell.com. Some tips I have around navigating this, and this is more for friendships and family members like personal relationships, are engaging in these conversations or these interactions. When you know that you have the full capacity to hold space for them. So, if you've got your own stuff going on, if you're feeling drained either physically or energetically, you're not really in coming from a place where you can hold space for somebody else. So, if you feel like that's the case for you and you approach to have this kind of interaction, you can just respectfully say that you're just nurturing yourself at that time. And then maybe you can make another time to have that conversation with them. Practice open and honest communication is really really important no matter what interaction or what kind of relationship that we're in. We have to remember that they can't read our mind so you really need to let them know how you're feeling, need to let them know that you're feeling maybe that there's a lack of um, understanding or They're not realizing that they're putting a lot of pressure or a lot of load onto you. And I guess this ties into the next point that you really should and you can let them know that you would really appreciate reciprocity in your relationship. So that's that concept of having the two-way street, having that um, even energetic exchange and you're both helping each other out when you need to. You can also create a little bit of space. So if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with what's happening, with having to um, always be there when the other person needs, maybe you can create a little bit more space. And this might also too just allow you to have a bit of time out, both parties, a little bit of time out from the situation and maybe gain a little a little bit more perspective as well. And if after moving through all of these steps and you feel as if the situation hasn't improved, then maybe you need to consider or have a look at moving on from the relationship or the friendship, or just spending a little bit less time with that family member or in that friendship or that relationship. Moving on to now the work environment. So this is whether or not you work for yourself, you're working one-on-one with people or a large group or a team. If you've ever worked within a team, you would have likely experienced a team member who was kind of oozing with negative vibes and it's really not a nice feeling and it can change the energy of the whole room and it can change the energy of the whole working environment. So my suggestion for this situation would just be just to not engage you can be polite and you can be friendly, but there's no need for you to be involved with that energy. Similarly, if, you work, if your work colleague is offloading your, their issues onto you, you can take similar steps to what we just spoke about in the personal relationships where you can just practice that really clear, concise com- and honest communication about how you're feeling and just let them know that you'd really appreciate a fairer, energy exchange in your work relationship. Remember too that you do not owe anything to anyone. You're not obliged to engage in gossiping. You're not obliged to help others to fix their problems. When working one-on-one with clients, there are a few things that I would suggest that you can implement to help protect your energy. And the first thing is making sure that both parties are clear on the intention and the expectation of the other party. Your client knows exactly what the service is. They know the service that you're going to provide and what's included in that. And likewise, you have stated what commitment you need from your client. And this might also include drafting up a contract and that'll state the specifics in writing of what your agreement is. Putting boundaries in place when clients can contact you and via what channel you'd like to be contacted through and also what your response time frame will be. So then you can really make it clear on when you are available, when you're not available and how long roughly it'll take for you to get back to your client. And maintaining the integrity of the client coach or the client teacher, whatever kind of business that you're running, keeping that relationship, uh, the integrity of that relationship and what that entails and not really stepping outside those boundaries. Next up, we're going to talk about how we communicate and when we'll communicate with people. So this is both face-to-face over the phone or online whenever we're communicating with others. So a few tips around protecting your energy in this instance is, in a work sense, in a business sense, I believe um, it's really important not to give away all of your knowledge for free. So this is what, you know, through clients speaking on the phone or through social media, whatever it might be. You have to really value and know that your time, your skills, your knowledge are really valuable and it's not an equal energy exchange if you are always giving away your services and always giving away your knowledge for free on a regular basis. Placing boundaries for yourself around when you engage with social media. So, for example, for me using social media i do not turn my phone on until sometimes it's nine o'clock in the morning sometimes it's a little bit earlier and i really try and be intentional when i go onto the social media so i'll check try and check it two times maybe three times a day and go on for that intention only next tip is not to make yourself overly available to people Remember, as we spoke about earlier, that every interaction takes a little piece of our energy, and this includes online interactions as well. This means getting back to people when you can and not feeling obliged to drop everything and reply straight away. Coming back to the social media point again, only engage with social media when you have the capacity It's really important that we don't spend all day mindlessly on social media. It is so detrimental to us and for what? Make make it an intentional activity to check your socials for an allocated time period and then you move on to the next thing that you need to do. Some other ways that we can protect our energy that I haven't mentioned yet are Using tools such as, I mentioned crystals earlier, crystals, um, ethically sourced sage, essential oils, you can spray, make a little spray bottle and spray around in the air just to clear that energy that might have been either in the room or transferred onto you while you've been out engaging with others. You can call on angels or guides whatever you work with to help protect you and protect your energy. And you can also use different meditation techniques or just even having the intention of when you sit, particularly before you leave the house and when you get home in the evening just to kind of protect your energy before you leave the house. And also in the evening you can do a little meditation with the intention of drawing your energy back to you. Remember that your energy is your highest priority. It is your most valuable currency. It is every. And when we can protect and nurture our energy, we will then have more energy to live our dharma, a life's purpose, to live the life that we desire, to be well and happy, and just to share more of ourselves with the world. So that's a wrap on another episode of way to wellness, the podcast, as always, if you've got any topic suggestions, or guest suggestions, please let me know. You can follow the podcast at way to wellness podcast. You can follow me at underscore Beck Russell on Instagram. And until next time, take care of yourself and I'll chat to you again soon.